0: Hello, everybody. My name is Mohamed Nahas. I've been doing judo for the past 20 years now. I'm the national champ in Canada. I won the World Cup last year, and I'm trying to qualify for the Paris Olympic Games uh, in the summer of 2024. And right now, you're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters.
1: We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind.
0: It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your host... Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with Kettlebell Kickboxing
1: Canada. Sign up now to their mobility and movement program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program.
2: Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. The program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the ProSource Podcasts. I'm your co-host, It's Neil Spruce. I'm joined by the talented Mr.
1: Corbett Aron, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? good, buddy. I'm good. It's getting to the end of the year, but things have been rolling, bud.
2: Exactly. So if you haven't already, make sure you check out our Instagram page at pro.sports.podcasters. We've got a lot of good content coming down the, the pipe. And as always, thank you for listening to this show. If you enjoy it, leave us a rating. And if you don't enjoy it, Leave a comment because that helps us out too. Uh, it's all part of the, the process here at the First Sports Podcasts. And speaking of the process, we've got a special guest. He's joining us from Quebec. He's a Canadian judoka. So we've got a new sport, the sport of judo that we'll be talking about today. It is Mohab El-Nahas. Mohab, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for asking.
2: It's a pleasure to have you on.
0: Thank you. I'm excited. Yes.
2: Yeah, so are we. Like, we love t- talking combat sports here. It's uh, it's become a staple of the week here at PSP. Mm-hmm. So, so it's always a happy Friday when we're talking about fights and whatnot. Mohab, tell us a little bit about how you got into judo to start off.
0: So I started judo at first. Uh, I was very young. I was six years old. I wanted to start a sport. I wasn't too sure. Since I was a kid, I thought fighting sports were cool and it builds your confidence and it helps you uh, against bullies. So I just started it and uh, slowly it grew uh, into me. And I, I just love the sport the, the older I got.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, when you started, was it always the dream to represent Canada? Was that something that you saw uh, was going to be happening down the line?
0: In the beginning, no, I wasn't too sure. Like, I just liked the sport. I was taking it more as for fun. And then once I, um, I think around 11, 12 years old, this is when I started competing uh like uh, for the national championship and everything, and this is when I decided. Uh, after my first win, my first national uh, title, this was when I decided. Okay, no, I actually I'm in love with the sport, and I want to try to get as many gold medals as I can.
2: Indeed, and, and that you have your European champion. You also won medals at uh, the Commonwealth Games and the Pan American Games. Yes. Tell, tell us a little bit about that.
0: Pretty much any games is such a big tournament and it's super fun and such a big deal when you medal there. So, for me, I I did the Pan Am Games first, which was was uh, kind of stressful because you know it's your first games and it kind of like feels like the Olympics. It's pretty big and uh, yeah, I was actually at the Panam Games in uh, Lima, Peru. I was the only uh, Canadian medal for judo, so and I was the last day fighting, so there was a lot of pressure on me. But uh, thankfully, I did it, and the victory tasted even better to be able to. To win it all so yeah that was very uh interesting at the panam games and the thing i was actually sick that day as well so there was a lot of pressure like i said um at the commonwealth game it was a complete different vibe i was a bit older commonwealth game it was last summer so it's pretty recent and uh i actually traveled with my brother he was in another division so it was a lot more i was a lot more relaxed mentally and uh, it went very good i was in a different weight category as well i tried to cut down to 81 now I'm back to 90. But yeah, it was super fun. And uh, it was in Birmingham in uh, England. So uh, it was very, very fun. I love
2: that country. Fantastic. Now, you talked about moving weight classes. We've had a number of guests on here across different sports, and they have talked about how tough it can be to, to cut weight. What was that like for you?
0: It was very hard, I'm not going to lie. It was um, harder than I expected because the thing, my weight is right in the middle. It's between 80 kilograms and 90 kilograms. I'm always at 85 for the past eight years for some reason. So I have to make a decision. Either cut down five kilos, which is around 12 pounds, or go up five kilos. So um, I've been fighting 90 like five years ago. And then I decided to try and cut down to 81. Uh, it went super great. I won my first World Cup uh, in that division. But then I, my body couldn't keep up at it. After a couple months of cutting every month, I was just getting exhausted. I wasn't able to survive after four minutes. So this is when I took the final decision to go back to 90. But this time, I'm going to start like focusing on weight training and just put those big muscles on. And, and that's it. And uh, yeah, and this um, after the Commonwealth game, I uh, I moved up right away. I competed in uh, another World Cup in Portugal, and I, uh, I also won it in the new division. So this is when I made sure I'm, I'm in the right weight division now.
2: There we go. I'd love to hear that.
1: Yes. Yeah, Mohab, you said you started training judo at the age of six. Yes. So I've trained in a number of different martial arts. Judo was the very first for me. For me, it was at the age of nine. And at that time I felt like a lot of people I knew that were interested in martial arts as a as a kid, you you almost always begin in judo because there's no striking, correct? Yeah, exactly. Now as you progress and you're at the level you're at now where you're you're winning world championships, how much different is the judo you learn as a child from the judo you know now?
0: So it's it's so different. It's crazy how different it is, because when I was young, it's more like going playing soccer with your friends. It's uh yeah, the coach is nice to you. He's teaching you like baby moves. You know, you're still learning to throw your opponent, but let's say when you're young, it's like both people, you're not really as defensive. You're not as strong. So you're just helping each other. You're having fun. You're falling very slowly, not too hard. Mm-hmm. But then the older you get and the more competitive you become and the more you, you actually train to fight in a big tournament, this is when it turns into a war pretty much. And every day when I train now, I come back with bruises. My body is tired. I cannot go out after to see friends. It's a completely different vibe. It's it's different. It's lovely as well, but now it's more of a job, let's say. Okay.
1: Are you, are you a fan of mixed martial arts? I love
0: mixed martial arts, yes.
1: Okay. So in the, the early days, I, I'd say the golden era of mixed martial arts, there was a number of sort of top judoka that made the, the transfer over. You don't see it so much anymore. Is that because the the sport of mixed martial arts has kind of gone beyond judo or do you think that judo is losing its wide appeal at least in North America?
0: Yeah, I totally think that judo is unfortunately losing its appeal a little bit especially in North America because it's not, it's not the case in Europe or in Japan right now, mm-hmm. but uh, in North America, I think that everybody now is uh, focusing more on, uh, on UFC, on MMA. They like more the striking sports, which is, which is okay. So I think, Like, um, what made it a big deal is the last couple of years when Conor McGregor came out. He was such a good businessman as well, and I think that's what made the sport really big. And I feel like in Judo, we need people like that too. We need people that that are able to sell the sport because the thing with Judo, it's such a high-level sport that people are just so focused on it. They don't really focus on advertising the sport as much, and they just train while two to three times a day so it's it's more that kind of sport It's very high level people are just super focused and they don't really care unfortunately about showing it to the world and we need to work more on this for sure
1: so outside of the international competitions is there sort of a um like a judo circuit that's more promotional based more spectacle based or no
0: unfortunately no that's see that's another reason it's it's only the igf world tour we call it international judo federation and it's olympic qualifiers and it's big tournaments all the time it's like there's a lot of good prize money as well but there's not like there's not as many tournaments for fun where people can come watch and just enjoy like like the ufc let's say
1: okay yeah that's definitely what's missing that's what's what's killing the popularity of it
2: absolutely yeah
1: yeah that's interesting like it, there's clearly a
2: disconnect because both you and Kobe took up judo when you were young, but I guess kids don't always keep going with it. What would you say are some ways that uh, we can keep kids in judo in North America?
0: I think they uh, they should make they should create more smaller tournaments in the beginning to make people win more often and fall in love with the sport at a young age. Because when it's when when you have little competition and they're very tough to win you're only going to keep the top three that, that medals and the 20 30 40 other kids will just want to quit eventually because it's a hard sport it's, it can be rough on the body so i feel like we need to make it more fun for the kids we need to make more tournaments a little bit weaker that's in the beginning so more people can win and that way people become more competitive they know in the back of their head that they're capable and that would completely change it you know
2: yeah, I hear that. So yeah, keep the competition, keep the have some a little bit of balance, but we're not, we're not handing out medals to everyone, right? We're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Because society's becoming a little bit soft when it comes to that. Yeah. I, I, would you agree that sports has definitely uh, helped in terms of like in terms of life, in terms of teaching you that to, to overcome adversity?
0: especially Judo, the sport, I think, in my own opinion, it's the best sport in the world to teach about life. And, you know, you always face hardships. I've faced so many broken bones. I've faced injuries that you can't even imagine. Like, I had a concussion one time that I almost, like, (laughs) forgot that I was in tournament for a couple of days. It can get bad, but at the same time, it was actually my fault. I was being stupid. But, you know, you learn, and uh, I think when I broke my rib, it was my worst injury, and I didn't think I'd be able to come back. But uh, I did come back stronger than ever, and I healed, and uh, yeah, the sport itself, it taught me about respect, about confidence, believing in yourself, and there's always a solution whenever you're stressed or worried, and yeah, and I think because of that sport, my mind became strong, not just my body, and it helps me deal with like depressive moods, so yeah, I think it helped me a lot in the everyday uh, life as well.
2: It's a beautiful thing. I love that. Thank you. Now, riddle me this: What's a message that you would pass on to parents that are looking to put their kids into judo, or maybe even kids who might be listening that are that are in judo right now? What's a message of support that you would pass on to them?
0: I would actually. I would like to s- send that message to the parents. I, I would like to say, uh, don't give up on your kids, I, even if the even if the road is long from where you live. Drive them to the dojo. Let them enjoy. Let them have fun. But at the same time, let them fight hard and. And have the strong mentality as, as a young age, because if you if you're too sweet to them when they're young, all the time, they're just gonna get used to it, and when life gets tough in the future, they're gonna have a very hard time dealing with it. So I think judo can help with that as a first step, let's say.
1: Yeah, I hear that. Hey, Mohab, how how big is the competitive community in judo, like especially in your own weight division?
0: So uh, in Canada especially, specif- uh, I think my weight division, the 90 kilos, we have the strongest people. We have at least four guys that fight internationally often and are uh, at a very high level. Okay. Uh, but the thing, Judo in Canada in general is not as famous compared to the other places in the world. But comparing since, I would say since 2012, we've been growing slowly. So let's say in the Olympics twenty two thousand and eight. We had zero medalists. 2012, we had our coach Antoine, one bronze medal. Then you got, uh, I think in Tokyo, we got two fifth place, including my brother, and two bronze medalists, two girls, Jessica and Krista. And uh, yeah, so we're getting getting a lot better slowly and more popular, a little bit.
1: And who are the most dominant nations in Judo right now?
0: So right now, I'd say the top two, I would say Japan and, uh, and Georgia. They're they very strong. Russia is a very close number three. But uh, yeah, they haven't been competing a lot recently with the war and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would 100% say Japan, number one, and then comes Georgia right away.
1: Do you know your opponents from there?
0: Oh, yeah. The Georgian <laughs> is a world champion. <laughs> right now. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, he's the world champion of the category this year. So, and and yeah. who is that? Uh, his name is Bikawa He's also the Olympic champion in uh, Japan, in, uh, Tokyo. He won the Olympics. So he's a, uh, yeah, he's a tough guy.
1: Have you ever faced him or no?
0: I did compete. I didn't compete with him, but I faced him in the camps in training camps a couple of years ago and right before he wins the Olympics. Oh yeah? Uh, yeah. And I was doing pretty well with him. We were throwing each other. So I do have a chance against <laughs> him.
1: Right on, right on. Yeah. So what are the odds that you'll be representing Canada in Paris?
0: Uh, they're pretty high because I'm pretty much number one in my uh, division here in, in the country all I have to do is just qualify for Paris uh, I'm a bit late about the qualification points because I changed divisions mm-hmm. but um, I believe uh, I can do it uh, in the next couple months I'm, I'm actually going to Portugal end of January then right away to Paris we have a Grand Slam it's called it's a big qualifiers um, it, and if I'm able to medal over there get top three beyond the podium then I, I'll get enough points hopefully to qualify
1: Right on. I hope you do, man. I'd I'd be excited to watch you go to work (laughs) in Paris, for sure.
0: Yes, that's the dream.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. We'd
2: love to see you in Paris. I guess it would feel like home, because they speak French there as well. Yes. Do you participate in the the Francophone games as well?
0: Say that again, sorry?
2: Do you get to participate in the Francophone games?
0: Unfortunately, no, because I think the it was last year they picked the younger team. So Juro Canada has power about picking their team sometimes. Mm. So it's not every tournament that I want to do they will let me. So sometimes they just decide we'll send the junior team. Um, so yeah, they did send the younger team, and uh, and yeah, it was uh, I think it was in Africa this year or last year. Yeah,
2: I believe it was in Congo. I, I only found yes. out about Francophone games this year, but
0: um, yes, yeah, that
2: sounds interesting. Yeah, it
0: was fun. I, w- I wish I went, but it's okay, because I already went to the Pan Am Games and the Commonwealth, so <laughs> give give the other a chance for other stuff.
2: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Have Have you competed in France before?
0: Uh, yes, I did, actually. I went to the Grand Slam as well, a couple of years ago. And uh, I won two fights. I I lost the third, third fight against uh, a former world champion as well from the Netherlands. His name was Noel and it was a good fight. It was a very close fight, but he ended up winning. And then I think he, pla- he placed, he got second. I'm not sure if he won the tournament after, but I'm pretty sure he placed. But yeah, it sucked. I just had a bad pool.
2: <laughs> Indeed. Hopefully, hopefully you get there this time around and you get a a, a favorable draw. I
0: really hope so, yeah. Got to my fingers.
1: Bon chance. Yeah, so I gotta ask about your name, Mohab Al Are you Moroccan descent, or Where's so, it?
0: No, it's, it comes from Egypt actually, and this is where I started my judo career. I started in Egypt. Okay. Then I moved here to Canada. Yeah.
1: Okay, and then as, as far as judo goes, because I mean, you mentioned the Netherlands. I have some Netherlands heritage as well, yeah. and I know that the sort of like the form of judo they have there can be different. Mm-hmm. Other, are, are there certain things that aren't allowed? In competition,
0: uh, yeah, hundred percent. So, in competition, especially uh, in like the let's say the big, the bigger tournaments, mm-hmm. they're very careful. There's a lot of like, um, what, like the referee can give you something called shido. So, shido it's a warning. Uh, it's a warning, pretty much. And if you accumulate three of them, you get disqualified. So, and every couple of years, they kind of like adjust the rules to make sure the sports is evolving. Yeah, there's a lot of like, let's say, obviously, if you punch the guy, uh, you get a warning. Uh, if you grab, like, inside the gi, that way, because you might break your fingers, they're, yeah. they're careful with some stuff like that. You're not allowed to grab the pants, let's say, uh, while you're standing. You cannot, like, do a wrestling uh, leg pickup anymore. So all of these are uh, are not allowed right now.
1: Okay. And do you see many disqualifications at major tournaments
0: or no? Oh, yeah. We see often. We actually really? see often. Yeah, because we, we, they added recently something called the head dive. When you're throwing your opponent, you can, you should never, like, fall on your head. Mm-hmm. And people, some some Georgians like to smash their opponent hard. So with the momentum, they both fall on their heads. So they're kind of like, yeah, giving disqualification for this for safety of both opponents, I'm, I'm
1: assuming. Oh, oh see? Like, man, I, yeah. I'm telling you, if, if they had this televised more often, I think more people would be interested. I really do. I, I think oh, yeah. judo is such a beautiful sport. There's people so can just to see it.
0: the... Yeah, if they just see the throws and it's more like advertised, people will love the sport. It's, I think it's more, way cooler throwing a big guy like you and like, like yourself instead of just punching the guy in the face. You know what I mean? It's way more entertaining in my opinion.
1: <laughs> That's right. Now, you're a competitor. Are you also a coach?
0: Not really. Well, I did coach some kids. I do coach sometimes for fun, but I don't, like let's say it's not a job. I don't coach on the side as a job. I try to focus all my time in, in being an athlete and winning tournaments.
1: Okay. But of course, the coaching career interests me.
0: Interests me. So maybe in the future, I'll uh, I'll be a coach for sure.
1: And have you remained at the same dojo since the beginning?
0: Yes, so far the same one in Toronto. But I moved to Montreal since 2016, 2017. And I train here at the Olympic Centre. So it's not a dojo. It's more of the where the Olympic team trains. Yes. But whenever I go to Toronto, I'm still with the same club, yes. Um,
1: yeah. Which club in Toronto?
0: It's called the Japanese Cultural Center. It's the JCC. I know it. I know it, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Know it. yeah. Exactly. We're based That's in Toronto. My... I don't know if he told you or not, but we're based here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember
0: that. I, li- I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, right on, buddy. Right on.
0: I'll come visit you guys soon, for sure. For sure, exactly. for
1: sure. So, Mohab, do you speak Japanese?
0: Uh, I know a couple words. Uh, I don't speak it obviously fluently. I'm not able to keep a conversation in Japanese, but I know a couple words. I can say thank you. Uh, I know like the ju- like the judo techniques. They're all in Japanese, so we know that by heart. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like super beginner. <laughs> nice,
2: nice. No, I, I did spend a little bit of time in Japan, so I have some yeah. grasp of the language still. Yeah, um, it's it's well, a hard yeah, I,
0: language, but it's very fun.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's difficult yeah. to learn, but once you capture it, it's it's quite fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The Japanese cultural center that take brings back memories. I've been there once. I know Kobe's been there a few times. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, me this Mohab. I know that obviously you train and stuff like that, and sometimes you gotta maintain a certain weight level. But when you're when you're out of season, what's your favorite mm-hmm. thing to eat?
0: Oh my god! Don't even get me started with that. <laughs> I just went to I just went to all you can eat sushi yesterday, so
1: yes. I love yeah. It's yes. <laughs> <That's> appropriate. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do love sushi. I like seafood in general. I think that's by far my my favorite type of food, and even like I eat it even during season. Like right now, it's just I have to obviously be careful with the all you can eat thing. Mm. But, yeah, I only, honestly, I only watch my weight a couple of days before my uh, competition now because I I moved I just moved the, uh, the weight division and I'm still light. I'm, I, I weigh 89 kilos, 90, so I barely cut anything, sometimes 91. I just have to be under 90 the day of the tournament. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's not hard at all right now for me.
2: Okay, cool. And um, when you said you were looking to put on muscle before, what were some of the techniques that you used, if you don't mind sharing
0: yeah no of course I, I would love to share so i did something called hypertrophy at the gym so i would train less intensely juro at nights i would do like less randories instead randori is, is what we call in japanese a fight so instead of doing five minutes of fight and sweating a lot i'd only do three minutes of fighting and instead of doing eight fights a night i would do only four so that's the night training and in the morning instead of just doing one hour of gym i would do two hours of intense gym of very heavy uh, repetition heavy weight i i would go until failure every single day except weekends i would take weekends completely off and i started take uh, creatine for the first time so creatine helps the muscle recover faster and keeps the water weight uh, a little bit more in the tissue and that helps you uh regenerate faster and it just makes you pretty stronger and pretty, pretty like it makes you bigger that's what happened to me i started that a couple months ago and I gained around four kilos in, in six months, I think. Nice. Yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> That's
1: dope. Yeah, is TRT or HGH or any of that legal in, in judo or no?
0: No. Most things are illegal, unfortunately, in judo. They just want you to be super clean. Like, like I'm pretty sure it's only protein and creatine that are allowed. I think some beta alanine to help with the, the acid lactic in your muscles. Some pills are allowed, but... Mm-hmm that's pretty much it they want Okay to, so it's pretty yeah. strict It's it's yeah. like the
1: majority of olympic sports very strict
0: Exactly yeah
1: All right and you mentioned you had suffered a couple of serious injuries I did yeah Well but this is during top competition correct Oh yeah Now something I've always noticed in comparison to a lot of the, a lot of the martial arts that are available is that you see very few injuries developing in in judo
0: mm-hmm. yeah you,
1: know, you don't have too many injuries as you develop as a judoka but 100%. In, especially in comparison to something like boxing or karate or something like that so yeah i've always considered it maybe one of the more appealing martial arts to just anyone especially to parents oh. because they're so concerned about the possibility of their kids getting hurt
0: the the thing with judo is such a it's it is a safe sport the only time i got injured badly or injured somebody it's when somebody's being reckless so by being reckless is like you're trying a move that you haven't trained on it first or uh you haven't warmed up properly before the fight so every time i got injured when like whenever i broke my rib i haven't warmed up well and i did a move i never done before that I tried it broke my rib at the tournament <laughs> you know so if you follow the rules you, f- you listen to your coach you don't mess around the chances of getting injured are very 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 like small especially because the, the whole point of judo is just to throw your opponent on his back, pin him down, or whenever you can do a submission, uh, just like in UFC, the injuries are very uh, little when it comes to submission because as soon as the person taps, you let like, go. So it's not like you're trying to break somebody's uh, wrist or arm on purpose. Until, uh, it's just There's always a way out, and it's a very safe sport, very respectful, and just lovely, me pretty much.
1: And judo has its own inv- advancement system, correct? Oh yeah, and it's belts.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Do you want to explain that for the for the audience? Yes, of course. So
0: you start with white belt, uh like most other uh, martial arts. You grow into yellow. The yellow belt is when you uh, do pretty much you, you you do something called kata. Kata is like a testing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You learn a couple moves, and if you're able to perform uh, perform them well, uh, you are uh, you uh, upgraded to a yellow belt. And after the yellow belt, the next step is an orange belt after the orange is um, green, after that is blue. And then the top uh, one when it comes to learning is the brown. So once you get the brown, that means you learn pretty much 90% of the Judo moves in the um, uh, Gyoko. Gyoko is pretty much like the, the book of the Judo moves. I think there's around 200 techniques, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, because with the new rules, they they change a little. So it's a lot of techniques to learn for sure. So that's why it takes years, and I'm pretty sure you cannot get your black belt, which is the last belt, like the ultimate uh, goal. It's the black belt. You cannot get it unless you're 18 years old. They do that on purpose because they don't want people to try to like learn everything super young, and then their brain is not developed enough, and then they do a big move that can be dangerous and injure the other person. That's why it's it's pretty it's very safe. Like the rules are are very well made, and once you're 18. And let's say you have your brown belt, then
1: you can be upgraded to the black belt. So yeah. Okay, and my last question before I pass you back to to me is: Would yes. you say judo is something that somebody advanced in years could pursue for health and fitness?
0: Hundred percent. I I know. Like I go to uh, when I go back to the JCC, the 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 club in Toronto. I see uh, young kids uh, age f- uh, around four years old a- of age, mm-hmm. and I see uh, old men around 85 years old of age on the mats and doing really? the same training. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's, you could scissor that
0: completely safe. 100 percent well obviously don't go fight uh a 25 years old uh who's a bit uh in his head <laughs> but of course no i i fought with both of them i fight with four years old kids but of course i'm not going full out and i'm going with 85 years old men uh, and women as well there's a lot of women too at the jcc yeah just um it's a respect sport we're very caref- careful uh we're humble uh we don't try to show off so so yeah as long as you don't go with a crazy person you're fine <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's something I've always considered about both judo. Actually, I'd say judo, aikido, and jiu-jitsu all share that in common, where it doesn't matter your age. Exactly. It's a sport you can pursue. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I I feel like there really is an opportunity for some sort of circuit in North America, because I've seen some of those hits that you you described, and it kind of reminds me of like old-school NFL or... Mm-hmm. Even some parts <laughs> yeah. of MMA, I think there's definitely an audience for that because yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's not something that you see uh, in other sports. Some of so, the throws are crazy. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. some guy getting slammed. Are, are there many concussions in judo? You know, is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. You can get concussion. They're they're very rare compared to other uh, contact sports. But again, if you fall, if you don't take the break fall correctly, this is when you might get a concussion. If your opponent is not careful and let's say your guys are practicing a technique and you're not expecting him to throw you and he throws you, that also can cause a little bit of issues. But I train, I've been training for over, what, like uh, if I did the math right, over 20 years old now uh, doing duro, I only got one bad concussion, actually one concussion in general. And that was uh, in a tournament, and it was my mistake. I fucked up. I did. I really didn't want to fall. The guy was better than me. He threw me, and instead of falling, I I just landed on my head. So, that was yeah. That was on me. I learned my lesson.
2: <laughs> okay. Sometimes, sometimes, so you need like a, a a moment like that just to remind you a uh, kind of like yeah, put things to be careful, things yeah. in
1: perspective. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, I totally get that, Kobe. Yeah, Mohab, it's awesome talking to you, buddy. You're a pleasure to talk to you, man.
0: Thank you, guys. No, it was it was such a pleasure. It's fun, and I would I would like to talk to you all the time, guys.
1: <laughs> now, for current fans of judo or new fans of judo, thanks to this, where where would they find you on social media?
0: So my Instagram, uh, I'm more I'm mostly active on Instagram more than Facebook and the other platforms. It's my name, it's Mohab underscore El Nahas, my last name. It's E-L-N-A-H-A-S. And yeah, I, I post story almost every day, and I try to stay active. So yeah, they can reach me there.
1: And where would they see the next big event? Would it be televised?
0: Yes, hundred percent. So it's gonna be on TV for sure. Uh, I think on Radio Canada. I think they show it on uh, uh, TVA. I'm pretty sure they show that too. Um, they show the fights there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always streamed online as well. There's the International Judo website. It's called Epon. Uh, dot tv and ipon is spelled i-p-p-o-n dot tv and you can watch uh, all the international tournament on live and i'll be competing in portugal uh, end of january and then in paris right after the week after uh, first week of february and uh, yeah it will be uh also on ipon. Uh, TV. so yeah stay posted
1: where's the tournament in portugal
0: it's gonna be in Odivelas. i'm pretty sure that's the name of the city it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be I've uh, bit... When I won my World Cup uh, last uh, last year, it was in uh, Gaia. It was very fun. It was by the ocean. Yeah. But, yeah, this time it's going to be Odivalas.
1: Odivalas. No, I've never been there. That doesn't ring a bell with
0: me. Yeah, same. It's going to be new new experience.
1: All right. All right. Cool, buddy. Cool. Good having you on, man.
0: Thank you. Thank you guys so much.
1: Yeah, man. It was a pleasure to have you on, man. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to catch up in the in the new year and see how you're getting on.
0: For sure, and you guys are welcome to come to the JCC one time, and we'll we'll train all together.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll come. I'll come down for sure, man. I'll come down That'd for be sure. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website, www.prosportspodcasters.com.
2: On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You
1: can also sign up to become a PSP insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss decide on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience. Where no sport is left behind.